everyone, and welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we are continuing on with Emma from Be- Wow. Ah. Okay, hold on. Hey, we did it already. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard saying two names back to back when this is the book title. So I want to say like, oh, we're talking about Emma with Emma from Emma by Emma, you know? <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Barely Bookish Podcast, where we discuss Beautiful classic literature with a different guest every episode. Today we are going to talk about Emma by Jane Austen with Rachel and Bethany from Prince Kevin Pod. Woo! You did it! I I can't handle my own intros anymore. Oh my gosh, I do that all the time where I'm like, hello, welcome. Nope, starting over. All right, here we go. (laughs) My brain's turning into the, uh, what is it, like the Microsoft like loading ball. You know what I'm talking about? Or is that Mac computers? <laughs> That's what my brain's doing right now. That's funny. Just a tumble in the wind. So we are on to chapter 24. I hope I read yeah, those numerals correctly. I'm trying to get my notes right now, which is why my eyes are like wandering all over the place. You're fine. I do, <laughs> I do that with my, I have like, not at this screen, but the computer you can see behind me, I have two projectors. So every time I'm loading stuff up, it's like my head whipping back and forth as I'm like <laughs> looking at it way too close to things i'd like to be you know in a panoramic situation is that what i want is that the word i'm looking for i'm not too sure who cares Eh, it's fine i like to be fully immersed in my computer screen i guess is what i'm saying i'm as close to vr as having a screen will allow me did you (laughs) okay yes my notes are pulled up sorry excellent excellent you're fine So, chapter 24, I think. Uh, Frank Churchill is back, and he's there at the same time as Mrs. Weston, and they're cordial, but I I am definitely thinking something is up with him and Jane. I can't figure out what it is, though. So, here is my theories before we even get into it. He's either slept with Jane, married to Jane, or... He proposed, she said no, and now they're arch rivals. I can't figure out what's going on, but it has to be something. Because this is more than, like, just casual hatred. Right. So, I don't know. But he's a brat to her for no reason, and she, like, seems, like, super uncuffy about it. True story. Very bratty for no reason. Yeah. And, like, originally... um, Disruptive context in terms of, like, why he's such a dick. Yeah. Originally, I thought, like, maybe they were, like, secretly married or something. But then, and then, like, yeah, and then he's, like, being, like, a whole dick to her. And I'm, like, okay, maybe not. I don't know. So, uh, Frank always chooses I to, mean, like, walk- I mean, some people are dicks to their spouses, so. Possible. Yeah. I mean, you can't necessarily be, like, oh, well, it couldn't possibly be that. Because some people are really rude to their spouses. Yeah, those guys are always like, oh, the old ball and chain. But then, like, why'd you marry her? Right, like, if she's such a ball and chain, like, go get you a different something. I don't know. Yeah, right? Move on with your bad self since you're so great. Yeah. Or, like, don't marry and live alone because obviously, like, you're the torture in this relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just throwing it out there. So true. So Frank and Mrs. Weston uh, (laughs) walk up to Emma's together and Emma is super pumped because she really wanted to see Frank. And I'm like, no, Emma, no, 
No, we don't like Frank. We don't, don't want you to to hang out with Frank. Why is this so difficult for you to understand, girl? Literally, he's a trash bag. I'm like, girl, no, he is don't a do garbage that. Person, we don't like garbage people. That's not. Yeah, we don't like trash bags. So now all three of them are walking together, and for some reason, I keep confusing the Randalls and the Westons, and I cannot remember who Miss Taylor is in relation to these people. Like, I don't remember which one she is. And I keep getting confused. She's insignificant. She's not an important character. You know, it's, it's one yeah. of those things where it's like, it fills out the story, but yeah. she's not like a plot driven person where it's like, man, I really got to know what it is that she's saying. You know, it's like yeah. if you're reading a book or listening to a book, if you're me, um, it's like if you're reading a book and there's a like, a huge fight scene and you go out and you don't pay attention for like a minute or two. And then it's like, okay, well, I mean, what did I really miss? They fought stuff. People fought like, that's what happened. Yeah. You Honestly, know? that's really all it of, is. Yeah. That's me with some of Mrs. Bates's uh, tech, uh, like dialogue. Cause I'm like, I really don't care. I don't care. I was like, it's Oh, you're lot. still talking. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> One of the very few things I'll agree with Emma on, to be honest. I, I like I feel bad for her because she's like a little lonely old lady, right? But like at yeah. the same time, I'm like nobody asked you. Just be quiet and mind your business. Yeah, right. Like if somebody asks you, then you can have an opinion. But guess what? Nobody asked you, so bye. I just, I mean, like at some point you have to know that you're like, what's that called? Capital, not capitalizing, not monopolizing the conversation, right? Like, there's a point where you know. Some people just feel silence, though. Like, some people just, they can't stand for things to be quiet. Yeah. So they just they just don't deal with it. Miss Bates was the original podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I like that. Good job. Good job. Thank Ms. you. That should, be, I, that should be my merch. I should. Miss Bates is the original podcast if you see a t-shirt coming out later with that, just remember this moment, please. So now everybody's walking together. Uh, Frank wants to be shown the town and his ancestral home, he says. But I'm like... I love your notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to be like looking at you, but my computer is like, you know, you can't really do that while looking at the notes. So I'm just looking at the notes and I'm, I know what you look like. It's fine. It's fine. You just missed the hand gestures, a lot of jazz hands, but it's as if you're actually listening to the podcast, right? Woohoo! This is an audio medium. One day, if I ever make a video medium, I will have to have an editor. I will not edit both. That sounds Oh my gosh, like right? My husband's like, why don't you put it on YouTube? And I'm like, why don't you shut your bio hole? It's why are you offering to do any work? Right? It's technically on YouTube with my logo, and that's it. Well, all right. I could do that. I could put it on YouTube with like captions or something. Closed captions. Zencaster did it for me automatically. So like that Closed was just captions like, or No, not Zencaster, sorry. Uh Libsyn just automatically put it What's on. Libsyn? Libsyn. It's my it's like Podbean. It's my host. Oh, I've never heard of that one. Yeah. Libsyn. They just automatically Zen. Okay. 
Yeah, it's like twenty bucks a month, and I publish weekly. But it's you can oh, do it by like different levels. Twenty a month. I have to pay for twenty a month because my episodes are kind of long, and I do it weekly. But you can do less based on the file storage you need. Gross. No, I like Podbean. <laughs> is it? Is yours? How much is yours? Free or no? I mean, it can be. There are free versions, but like I don't have the free version. Um, let me see exactly what I get. I don't, I've had it for like two years, so. Fair. Where's my little thingy that says my account? There we go. There we go. But also, they also. So I currently have the unlimited audio plan. So mm-hmm. I can do as much audio as I want per day, week, month, year, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 108 a year because you pay mm-hmm. yearly. So what's that? I don't know. I can't do math in my head. It's less than so it's 10 a month. dollars a month. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Your 20 is like crazy intimidating. I'm like, oh, no, thanks. No, I don't even pay for Zencaster anymore. So I just I can't afford it. So I use the, the free one. Yeah, I'm using the free one right now, too. But I do have a recording with three people, so I don't know if I might have to pay for it. But I think it was... No, you can do three people on free. Oh, cool. Because then it was free during COVID for the longest, so... I did it the other day, though, and it was fine. Okay, cool. So it should be fine. Anyways, Emma. Anyways. Um, So... Frank wants to just be shown the town in his ancestral home, which I don't understand because I'm like, weren't you just there? But whatever. None of my business. Emma has decided, though, that Mr. Knightley is wrong about him. And I'm like, have you not read the book so far, Emma? Mr. Knightley has never been wrong. Ever. It's one of those things, like, Emma disregards Mr. Knightley so much because she's just, like, can't... She can't allow him to be right about everything, so she just doesn't want him to be right about anything. Listen, I love, I love this romance that's budding, okay? I think it's funny when the entire time they're disagreeing. I don't know. Maybe I'm toxic. I'm not sure. But I think it's fun. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I'm just toxic. Who cares? <laughs> it's fun. Casual, you know. At least I know it. Apparently, Frank does not see the difference in classes, and it freaks Emma out a bit. Which, Emma's classism is kind of funny in this because it's mm-hmm. just she's so extra about it she's like, like she she has like no chill about it though she's like mm-hmm. she's like oh, we can't mix the two and it's like who like why not yeah right why can't we mix the two i think it'll be fun and and yeah. she's like no it won't be fun stop just, like suddenly just stop. Harriet can't be her friend anymore because Harriet wants to marry a man she's like actually interested in and Emma's like no like I'll never see you again but she's for such why? a brat about it yeah she really is and there's just no reason oh so, we're at the part where Frank talks smack for no yeah reason. when he first starts oh my like gosh he's so rude it's like what the hell dude I know it's like chill out buddy and nobody asked him Nobody yeah. asked his opinion. Nobody was even talking about it. It wasn't like in the beginning when people were like, isn't Emma lovely? And then other people could be like, yeah, let me list all the ways that she's lovely. He's just like, you guys, did you see her today? Oh. Just like shots fired and shade thrown for no reason. 
Yeah, just out of the blue, he's like, he turns to Emma and he's like, doesn't Jane Fairfax look ill? Like, dude, what? It's like, Relax. No, no, but you look like an asshole. Yeah. So there's that. And Emma's like, um, I mean, she did come home because she was literally sick, but whatever. And he's like, I don't well, know, whatever. she's at least i've ever seen and emma's like i wouldn't go that far but all right it's also like when you're sick i feel like your complexion can look like whatever the athlete wants to because you're sick so yeah have you ever been in like a group where you kind of like talk smack and it's like a bunch of coworkers, but you're like lightly talking smack and then that one person butts in by saying like the most outlandish thing you've ever heard and you have to be like well i wouldn't go that far but all right I just like don't so okay here's a little fun fact about me I'm 32 now right Mm -hmm. I have had issues in the past with coworkers where like everyone talks smack so I'm like oh okay and I jump in and then somehow I'm the asshole and everyone is like oh Bethany was talking smack and it's like no everybody was talking what I thought we were just complaining that's happened to me at three different places of employment that's fair so now people talk smack and I'm just like, oh, I have to use the restroom. And I just don't come back to the conversation. That's respectable. Yeah. I'm basically like, I'm basically Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine when I'm at work. Like nobody needs to know anything about me other than the fact that I'm good at my job. I love that. <laughs> my to- okay, One of my toxic traits is that I am anything I will say, I will also say it to the person. And um, well, I just that's don't say like, anything to anyone. Yeah, that's fair. Good that's or probably, bad or otherwise. <laughs> that's a better way to be. But like, someone's trying to get me in trouble by basically we were talking about this person we didn't like, and then they were like, "Oh, I told her what you thought." I'm like, "Okay, cool to know." So I walked up to her and I'm like, "Um, yeah, I don't like you. I have no reason to be friends with you. I don't really want to be around you." And she was like, "Um, oh." And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to talk shit about behind your back and not say it to your face. So I, I'm very like, I'm, I have no problem advocating for myself or for others yeah. if I feel that it's necessary. But I've learned that it's better to be, at least for my own personal benefit, like it's better mm-hmm. to be the quiet, hard worker yeah. than anything else in the workplace. Yeah. Because it's also like when you're a hard worker who's like actively social then people like make a big deal when anything happens. It's like, oh, you're calling out. And it's like, I'm here 24 seven. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, which is why it's like really bad of you to call out all the time. And it's like, this is my first time calling out in three years. And it's like, well, it doesn't feel like it. That doesn't make it not true. But, but, yeah. but if I'm the quiet, hard worker, then my work always gets done. And people don't even notice if I'm not there because they never see me or hear from me anyways. Yeah, that's right. how I f- like I feel like that in the latter part of when I work from home and I just get like all my shit done. But my toxic place to be is when I work at the restaurant because like uh, at that point, are toxic. yeah, like and uh, also I can just get so that shit out of the way. For ten years, they are very toxic. I yeah. totally get it. Yeah, and I can get all that out of my vibe and system. There are so many clicks in restaurants. It's like walking into a high school cafeteria. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And, and I will say like, for me, like there are definitely times when I have to like tell people that I don't appreciate something they're doing, but I always do it in a way that's like, I'm basically like, I make myself a puppy. 
you're not going to kick a puppy. Yeah. Sometimes they might yip at you and that can be annoying, but you're not going to kick a puppy. Yeah. I also have like a really kind face. So like, it'll look like you're kicking a puppy if I get sad, just so we know. Right. So like when people are rude or inappropriate, I will turn the situation back on them really fast because Mm -hmm. I'll just kind of pause and look at them and be like, do you think that's appropriate? Oh, (laughs) so nobody can see my facial expression except you, but I can tell you I've perfected the, the sad, don't mess with me vibes. (laughs) See, okay. <laughs> okay, I can't do that because I RBF. But the I what I found out I can do is that I make men rethink their entire existence by just relaxing my entire face. So I go from like this normal, you know, energized, just go, <laughs> just like channel your inner yeah. and I just blink the them a couple times, and then they rethink what they were going to tell me, and I'm like, right? better answer. I like that one more, actually. Yeah, my secondary yeah. option for Quentin dealing with the one I, my husband, he's the one I got that from because he's uh he's in the military and when he's working with his subordinates, he tries really hard to make them think instead of just correcting them. Mm-hmm. So he's constantly like, "Do you think that's appropriate behavior?" or stuff like that. And so I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to do that too," but to my peers. And with sadness. So I'm just like, you know, when they say or do something that's definitely throwing shade, I'm just like, do you think that's appropriate? Do you think that's kind? And then it's like, oh, you're so naive. You expect everybody to be kind. And it's like, yes, that's me. I would rather they think that, like, I'm naive than they think that I'd be trash talking. So I'm just like, yes, I'm naive. And then I get home and I'm like, Quentin, listen. Listen, okay. And Quentin is the best. My husband is the best because he like, there's a reason that I taught him like what gossip and the tea is, right? Because he like, he doesn't participate in it, but he thinks it's fun. So he gets like super invested and involved. So I'll be like, and then she'll be like, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, she did not. Mm. And he loves to see the snap thing. Like that is his favorite thing, the snap thing. So he'll be like, Oh, she doesn't even know who she's messing with, does she? Uh-uh, not my girl. And he'll do this to, like, people he doesn't really know that well. So, like, all the old ladies at the dog park that just adore him because he's young and attractive. And they're, like, talking talking smack and drinking the tea. And he's over there just, like, saying, preach it, girl. Preach it. <laughs> just, like. Amazing. <laughs> it's, I love it. It's a, I love it. It's a good person to vent to. Yeah, yeah. My mm-hmm. boyfriend has golden retriever energy, so That's me. you know, yeah, I love that for you both <laughs> because you know we worked at the same place for a really long time, and all the time it would be like no one tells him the tea because they're like they know he's too kind, and he'll just be like, oh, you know, I feel really bad for them. That's like really hard to go through, and they'd be like, yeah. but she's a bitch, and he'd be like, you know, but like imagine how difficult that is. Yeah. And I'm like, um, yep. okay. That's so I had to come, people I had to come home. And I'm, like, I'm like, oh, isn't that sad? Like, I remember at one of my last jobs, someone was complaining that somebody was, like, super, super bad at their job. Mm-hmm. And that she'd been there for, like, 20 years and that she hated her job. And I was like, that makes me sad. And she's like, yeah. what? And I'm like, that she would work a job for so long that she didn't like. She's bad at it. 
Maybe she doesn't think she is. Do you think she is? I don't know well enough. Yes, you do. You work here. I really don't. I (laughs) am not a superior. I am her peer and it is not my place to judge her. And then people are just like, oh, it's the same as like when I meet people that are like rude religious, because I don't have any problem Mm -hmm. with religion. My closest friends are religious, but like there are people who are rude about it. And there are people who are just like, oh, yeah, I like God. He's cool. And I can always tell because like the rude ones will be like throwing shade at like people in the LGBTQ community. And I just throw it back and I just look at them and I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm really glad it's only up to jo- to God to judge them. And it's not our place. So we don't have to deal with it. <laughs> and then they're just like, well, but I don't like them. Mm, you know, it, that, that doesn't matter because jo- God is the one who's going to take care of that. And you just need to leave it in his hands. I like you almost saying job instead. I did, yeah, because I was gonna say I was gonna say uh, something else because so because if anybody cares, I'm Jewish, so we have, we already have like different conversation topics than a lot of Christians do, which isn't like a bad thing, but it definitely causes a a language barrier sometimes where I'll do or say something and they're like, "What?" and I'm like, "Well, okay, Jews don't really care about that." Like we had we've had people chasing us for like centuries mm-hmm. we dial it back we dial it back real quick you know what jews are we like food and we like discount shopping okay that's my whole <laughs> most important things in life to be honest right like that's that's us and i like it that way <laughs> listen every time there's never been a time where i saw a jewish like holiday that didn't have what looked like delicious food and i was just we like how do i get invited? good food yeah, it's just right? like dumplings and potatoes and stuff. Like it's Which great. It's best. Like all carbs. It's like just tons of so, carbs. So good. <laughs> oh my god. I know. I need to figure out how to get my hands on some of it because I don't have Jewish friends. So just like Google recipes and and have fun with it. I also hate cooking. That's that's the biggest problem in my life. Is I love eating. I hate cooking. So sometimes that's I can fair. be like a friend of mine. Look at this delicious recipe. Well, to find a way to come all the way to Las Vegas for Hanukkah. And you can there we go. with me and my sisters. <laughs> if I can figure out, like, listen, if I, next time I figure out, oh, I've never been to Vegas. If I get to Vegas, I'll just be like, hey, I'm coming. I yes. have arrived. Yes, I have arrived. You can just hop off the plane in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh my God. Quick last side tangent before we go into this. Okay. Before we get back into this. Daniel went to Vegas for our friend's 21st birthday months after I came back from London and I went to Paris. So as I sent him photos of like the Eiffel Tower, he would FaceTime call me and be like, mini Eiffel Tower. And that was our like big thing while he's in Paris is every time he'd send me like an update, it would be, look at the small one. The small version, that you know? That is so funny. And it was a yeah, delight. Yeah, Quentin and I were driving when we first got here, and I was like, oh, I'm going to try and, like, see if I can notice all of them. Um, and he was like, notice all of what? And I was like, uh, the miniatures. And he was like, what miniatures? And I was like, oh, this is fun. And so I was pointing out, like, there's the Statue of Liberty. There's the New York City skyline. And he was just like, how did I not know this existed? I'm like, I don't know. They talked about it on Friends and in National Treasure. Like, yep. <laughs> this is why I know about it. And a spickle um, me. And a spickle, exactly. Uh, that's when that's I got cool. to tell him that there aren't, there isn't one Statue of Liberty, there's three. 
Mm-hmm. There's one here, there's one in uh, France, and there's one in New York City. Well, Ellis Island outside of New York City, but it's New York City, right? Like, come on. All of New York is New York City if you don't live there. And then if you yeah. do live there, you're on like a really big high horse about like, well, that's not New York City, that's Manhattan. Well, that's not Manhattan, that's Soho. Like, okay. I don't know what any of that means, you know, to be honest. I know there's technically different boroughs. I don't know what the difference is. I don't really care. I know if I go to New York, I'm going to Cornelia Street and I'm living my best Taylor Swift life. I'm sorry, my best Dr. Taylor Swift life. She's a doctor? What? She just got her doctorate. Oh, and what? Yeah, she did like a 20-minute speech and I was crying the whole time. It was beautiful. It was pure magic. Is that? Okay, I saw her like dressed up. In yeah, yeah. She, she got her doctorate in fine arts, and then she also did like the commencement speech at the ceremony. So, yeah, yeah. I saw something about that. I was like, oh, I don't know what that's about. And then I just scrolled away. I don't know. I just, well, like, you're not like a massive Swifty, right? So it's like, what do you care? Yeah. Right? But like, I, just, I care. I figured she was Probably just giving like a speech for some sort. I didn't I realize mean, she, she got gives great speeches. So, <laughs> anyways, anyways, you know who also gives speeches? Frank and nobody asked him for a speech, but he's like, "Let me educate you guys on what this person looks like." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you like how I did that? I love. That. I brought us Thank back. You. Good transition. I bring, I, I'm really good at bringing us back. So, what do you think of um, Frank throwing so much shade right now? Do you think he's just like trying to be a part of the tea, or do you think he's legit? Like, damn, what's up with her? I feel like he's being an asshole just to be an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, think I do know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really can't. I don't understand what's going on. Because I think he knows it's wrong. But I can't figure out why he's being a dick to her. Like, I feel like there's a reason. I think he's trying to be dismissive of her. You know? Like, when you talk down on someone so that other people will think poorly of them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's weird because it's like... He focuses his attention solely on her so much. You know what I mean? Like, every interaction comes around to her and him just being a dick to her. Mm. I don't get it. So I'm it's, I'm hoping that, like, our next reading will figure out more because I'm like, what's going on? Right. Know. So, Anyways. yeah. <laughs> Frank says he won't say if he knows Jane because it's up to the ladies to decide that type of stuff, apparently. Because he of won't course. say, like, how close Oh, I could never participate in such gossip. Dude, you started it. Yeah, but and whatever. then he gets right back to roasting her, and yeah. he's like, she's the worst, she's terrible. So then we are on to chapter 25. The next day, out of the blue, Frank decides to go to London for, quote, a haircut, unquote, suspicious because i don't think he was getting a haircut i think okay i really think he bought the piano that we're about i i love anytime someone is like going to do something in a Mm -hmm. book or tv show or movie because most people are just like oh yeah have fun but they're like yeah i'm gonna go and do this thing with the thing at the other thing and it's like you guys come on it is not that hard to be like hey i got shit to do and just bounce yeah like, yeah. you're drawing more attention to yourself by by going through this, like, elaborate lie that makes no sense. Exactly. He could have just said he had business <laughs> in London to attend to immediately. Right. 
And he's like, a haircut. London only. It's like, what are you doing today? Um, um, haircut. But you just got a haircut. Yeah, but they like did a bad job. Where are you going? Um, this one place downtown with the the people that work there and 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 cut hair. And it's like, if you had just said like, I gotta go, and left it at that, it would have been fine. Yep. But instead, instead like, you're oh, super I- awkward. Yep. <laughs> yeah, really okay. awkward. So he goes to get a haircut yep. and Emma is like, oh, how rude. Mm-hmm. She thinks it's like super inconsiderate because like he's only in town for two weeks and he's supposed to be like hanging out with his parents, like his well stepmom and his dad. And she's like, he didn't even check in. Like that's kind of messed yeah. up. And I then- do like that. Like Emma has convinced herself that Frank is in love with her. Yeah. Even though she, like, doesn't really care, she's convinced herself that he's in love with her. And then on top of that, Mr. Knightley is like, I don't like him. And she's like, but I, so what? I was like, girl, you know you care. Don't even. You know you care. Yes. You care a lot. And the other thing I think is kind of funny, too, is it's literally, like, (laughs) the whole reason she's convinced is just because she went through, like, being freaked out about finding out that Elton had a crush on her. So now she thinks, yeah. like, any man so She thinks, has... like, every man must have a crush on her. Except Mr. Knightley. Yeah. That never uh-huh. occurs to her. Girl, where are you living? Dude. The next couple interactions with Mr. Knightley and Emma, top tier. I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Knightley's like, yeah, I still don't like this dude. He's kind of a garbage person. Like, what kind of person just runs to London for no reason? And, like, is this frivolous, I guess? No, not the word I want. Is that the word? Frivolous? I mean, yeah, it's it's nonsense. It's silly. It's unnecessary, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's just, like, wasting like money, wasting everyone's time. And he's like, I don't really like that. And then, well, uh, oh, like they like, and they don't like change. And, and so if someone thinks it's frivolous, then it's frivolous, right? Like, yeah, I'm sure my husband, when my husband and I first met, he was like, why do you spend so much money on books? Like, that's such a silly thing to pay for. And I was like, why do you spend $75 on a video game that you only play for two days? That seems like a silly thing to spend money on too. But here we are. I work for my money. You work for yours. We get to do what we want. Like, yeah, but we just, yeah. we each think things are frivolous. See, I can't even talk. Uh, we fully bought. Well, Daniel fully bought because I have a hard time spending money on ourselves myself at all. I don't mind spending money on him as much, but, like, I cannot spend money on myself. It's just something I've never really been able to do. He bought us two Xboxes, two brand new Xboxes, three copies of Elden Ring, uh, so that we could all play together. I don't even want to play it. It's really, really fun if you're playing with someone else. Like, I can't play this game by myself, no matter how much I like it. But playing it with someone else, it is a lot of fun and I really enjoy it. But that's because I got a build that I care about. But we were originally just playing on his Xbox and then I built a character on his Xbox. And I was like, mm, this game is kind of fun. So then for my birthday, he bought me uh, the Xbox Series S. That's like Quinton. Like, I liked, 
I, I saw him playing Valheim, which is this beautiful Viking game where the graphics are just absolutely gorgeous. They're stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so pretty. And the next day he was like, I bought it for you. Do you want to try it? And I was like, it's like a $30 game. And he's like, well, I got it for 15. And I'm like, that still seems like a lot of money, but sure. And I started playing it. I played it for like two hours. I was like, this is such a fun game. I love it. The next day, Quentin came home with a desk, a new computer modem and monitor, a keyboard and a talking headset so we could all play together. And I was like, I said it was a fun game. And he's like, "Uh uh-uh, we're doing this. We are one of those couples now that plays video games together. Look, your desk even matches mine. I was like, oh my God. Okay. The energy I love. (laughs) Well, now we're going to, now we're starting to play forest, which is Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. um, But also like much harder than Valheim was. Yeah. But, but like my husband is the same way. He's like, I can't believe you'd spend $18 on a book and then he'll drop like $300 so we can play video games together. Cause he thinks it's cool. And it's like, Okay, but my eighteen ninety nine on a hardcover is where we're really crossing the line. <laughs> yeah. So another last side tangent, okay? Um, my Daniel is like big into the one wheels, so we like adventure around on one. He adventures around on one wheels a lot, and so for New Year's Eve, for some reason, two years ago. He bought me a scooter, a black, like a little electric scooter that went like 20 miles an hour and had like a 10 mile range so that I could join them. And I was in love with the scooter. I was like, this is the best. Now I can like enjoy. But the problem is, is that it takes like eight hours to charge and (laughs) suspension and it's uh, doesn't like. So I can't go like long range like they do because theirs takes right. like an hour to 30 minutes. So his solution was for our anniversary this year, he bought me a brand new, like a thousand dollar scooter. I think it was probably around there uh, that has suspension. It's got like a 25 mile range. It goes 30 miles an hour. Like <laughs> I had to put full body pads on and a, a snowboarding helmet to ride the scooter. Yeah. Because that's the kind of uh, boyfriend he is. He's like, okay, well, um, I really enjoy this. So let's just deck you out so that you can come. Yep. <laughs> no, my husband's the same way. I'm like, that looks cool. And then he's like, let's get like as deep dived into it as possible. And it's like, I said it looked cool. <laughs> now he just found out that they released a new <laughs> version of my scooter. He's like, we may just have to upgrade you. I'm like, chill chill no it's fine i'm still adapting to this one <laughs> yeah i was like we're good it's still great like we've only had the scooter for a few months we don't need to buy <laughs> another one you know right. and he's like we could though and i'm like we could not though i was like how about you get how about you text me a picture of a scooter and i'll still say thank you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. speaking um, of extravagance frank yeah, speaking of extravagance Frank. Oh, Frank, Frank. Oh, Frank. So he brings up that there's, um, I guess, a family of farmers that are now inviting good society to their home. And Emma's like, absolutely not. Emma's like, you guys are not in the right class to be having parties at your house. And they're like, you're not invited. She's like, excuse me? Uh, (laughs) I wasn't going to come anyways, but how dare you 
Mm-hmm. It's like, um, did you ever watch The Office? Not. I've seen a couple episodes. Oh, well, Mindy Kaling, I love her, first of all. She's amazing. She's, I just adore her. Um, but there's like one scene where people are talking and then, and they're like, does anybody have any questions? She's like, yeah, I have a question. How dare you? Like, <laughs> so I just heard Emma, like I heard Mindy in Emma's voice, just like, how dare you? Love that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly- but I, I love that they're like having a party and Emma's like, Ugh, farmers having a party and they're like, you're not invited. And she's like, what? Yeah. To me, it's kind of like imagining that like your friend that has a studio apartment isn't allowed to invite people over to their home. Because they're like, how dare you be social and have friends? You know what it is? You know what it is? It's the equivalent of like one person, like Quentin and I have a home. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have a nice home. Okay. Not to like brag or anything. I don't mean nice. Like we have a nice home, but like we have furniture and like all of the things you would expect to find in adult home, like cups and coasters and clean stuff. Mm -hmm. But then we had friends that were like, oh, we should hang out at so-and-so's house. And I'm like, no, I'm not going over there. It's dirty. They don't clean it. There's never anything to eat or drink because they're just like, oh, we just have water, but we don't have any clean cups. So you can wash yourself a cup. And they have a dog that they don't train who poops and pees everywhere and they don't clean it up. So it stinks as soon as you walk in the house. Like, no, come to my house. Like, no judgment. Live in whatever kind of filth and squalor you want. But I don't want to go to your house and sit down somewhere. Yeah. So I want everybody to just come to my house where it's clean. Fair. Well, I house is like being at a grown-up's house exactly we are we're in our 30s all right we're too old for this shit all right when you're like 19 and 20 then we can go hang out in somebody's studio apartment and be like haha you're so gross isn't that funny but like no we're grown-ups now we go to the mm-hmm. grown-up apartment save ourselves okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> me with my beanbag chair <laughs> i love it have a beanbag chair just don't <laughs> let your cat pee on it and then be like do you want to sit down no, oh I went you to a friend's house. I'm not sitting there. Yeah, I went to a friend's house um, previously where they just like didn't clean up after at their, at their yes. dog peeing on the floor, and I'm like, how? How do you live? Your house smells you like smell it. like as soon as you walk in the yeah. door, it's like all you can smell. The last time was bad because the last time uh, they were like, we cleaned up before you guys got here, and so Quentin and I were like, <laughs> when? Yeah, because it still stinks. I still see like dog poop in places that there shouldn't be dog poop Mm -hmm. you still have the kitchen full of dirty dishes like oh well we like wiped down this one counter like this is how bad this girl's house is because it's a it's a girl her brother and another friend of ours um this is how bad this is and not to like be sexist but this is a girl quentin Mm -hmm. won't go to the bathroom in their house Mm mm-hmm he stands up. He's a boy. He doesn't even have to sit down. Mm. And he still won't go to the bathroom there. Which tells me, like, the one time I was like, I have to pee. I walked in there. I turned right back around and walked back to the living room. And they were like, yeah. you have to pee. I was like, nope. I'll just, I changed my mind. Move I, on. I, I couldn't be friends. I'm going to be honest. I couldn't do it. Like, personality-wise, they're great. And you know what's funny is they're not, like, poor. They have money. She teaches fifth grade. Like, she's – okay, granted, I know teachers don't make a lot of money. But, like, Mm -hmm. she's not, like, 
poor by any means. She has like 55 a, a year. Like that's enough to clean up after your dog and have a clean bathroom. Yeah. Mm. So I do judge them. Yeah. Which is why when they're like, do you guys want to come over? I'm like, do you want to come over? <laughs> Mood. <laughs> and then they're like, why do you always want to sit outside? Because at least there it's clean. Kind of. Because they don't pick up poop in the yard either. Oh, but God. It's like cleaner than inside the house. And there's yeah. like air and stuff. <laughs> we just, we took a real tangent. And I'm sorry for that. But like, that's the equivalent fun. to me. The equivalent is like one person has a nice home. One person has like, you know, they just don't clean up after themselves very much. And yet people are like, let's go to the non-clean place. And it's like, why? Yeah. Why would we do that? No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Right. Yeah, no. Emma's, but Emma's just like, she's acting like this is an unclean house. You know what I mean? Like, these people are just like, oh, we came into money and now we're like building additions onto our house. And Emma's like, disgusting. Well, and Emma is like, I couldn't find the exact phrase I wanted to say, but Mm -hmm. Emma is just like on her little high horse. Yeah. She's on her little high horse. She's way too good to be hanging out with these people. Mm-hmm. She so is beneath her class by even acknowledging that they're having a party. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, makes such a big deal about the fact that they didn't invite her that now they are like, fine, you can come. And she's like, well, now I have to go. I can't yeah. not be involved. Everyone I know is going to be there. And it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think it's funny that Emma, like, picks and chooses when she cares, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Because, like, if Harriet had a party on her farm, like, if she had let Harriet marry the person she wanted to, she would be a farmer's wife. So Mm -hmm. if Harriet had had a party on her farm, would Emma not go? I know. Like, Emma's, like, the only person that cares, though, because she's, like, the richest person in town. And everybody else is kind of like, eh, whatever, you know, it's fine. We don't need to really care. And Emma's like, we need to care. Like, let's just go have fun. So Emma ends up agreeing to go go because she can't stand and not be involved. Uh, And then Mr. Woodhouse is like, hey, you should come home early uh so that you don't catch a cold or get tired and everyone else is like that's gonna be like really rude though and mr Woodhouse is like okay i guess but like try and come home early anyways it's the equivalent of like of like being on the phone with your friends and being like yeah of course i want to go let me just talk to my mom and then like you cover the mouthpiece and you're like mom i am not going mm-hmm Mom, can I go? No. Sorry. Mom said I can't go. And then you hang up the phone. And you're like, thanks, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, though. He's like, you need to come home early because otherwise you'll get sick. And she's like, yeah, oh, my God, I would get sick. Like, I really do need to come home early. Maybe I'll just stop in really quick. But, like, I'm going to break my curfew if I don't leave right now. I'm going to be in so much trouble. Oh, I'm definitely I'm not now because I'm old enough now that I'm like, whatever. Um, but definitely when I was younger, there were times when I like was very unhappy with what I was doing with my time, mm-hmm. whether because I was bored or I just don't like the people or I just like halfway through hanging out with them, realized I didn't want to hang out with them anymore, you know? 
So there were definitely times where I was like, oh, yeah, well, my mom said I need to be home at seven for dinner. So I'll see you guys later. And I would just leave. Yeah. Like now as an adult, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go home. Bye. Me, it's usually, oh, I got to get home to my cat. Like, Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I got to feed the dogs. Yep. yep. Yeah, my, my cat's not on an automatic feeder. So, but she doesn't eat like in excess. So I can kind of just leave food in her bowl. And whenever she's hungry, she'll have like a little nibble. So, well, the, the dogs don't eat in excess. So they have kibble uh, at all times. So, like there's a bowl of kibble. They can get it whenever they want. Um, and then they get chicken and vegetables twice a day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. But I like the concept. I like the concept of like, oh, no, I got to go. Curfew. Curfew. I feel like I'm catching a cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's so drafty in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh are the street lights on bye bye <laughs> when you were a kid and you saw the quality you're like oh shit <laughs> gotta get home you're like, I'm ready to go ready to go one two okay yeah street lights bye bye <laughs> yeah, I don't have to do that now because like I'm an adult but there are definitely times when I was younger where I was like didn't want to be somewhere and so I always used my mom like there were definitely times when I was like mom so-and-so is on the phone. I do not want to go over there right now. I need you to be the bad guy. And my mom would, like, get super into it. And I would be like, hey, mom, can I go to so-and-so's house? And then I would, like, hold the phone so they could hear it. So they could hear her. And she'd be like, yeah. hell no. I already told you. And she would just, like, go on this tangent to the point where, like, when I got on the phone and I was like, um, I guess I can't go. My friends would be like, yeah, no, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> Friends all the year as an adult i'm like man i really shouldn't have been lying to my friends but like when you're a kid you don't think that way you know you don't want to hurt people's feelings you don't want to be the loser that didn't want to hang out yeah but you just don't want to be there yeah see my parents worked a lot when i was a kid so i just never went anywhere and i wasn't like mad about it because i had books and like didn't want to socialize anyway so a lot of it was like I always brought a book with me and then people would get like so upset if you read the book instead of like hanging out with them. And it's like, okay, well, this is why I just tell you that I want to stay home. I had those like book nerd friends as a kid. So we like either read books or be writing fan fiction in the same room. And that was like our ideal hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) No, my friends didn't read books and they were always giving me such a hard time about reading. And I was always like, this book is so good. Blah, 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 blah. And they'd be like, nobody cares. Okay. Nobody cares. I also like when I was young, didn't realize that like people who were my friends weren't really my friends. I only had like a couple of those growing up. Like I mostly had, I didn't have a lot of friends. So I pick and choose them very carefully because I don't like to give energy to people. Like I'm just. That's fair. Yeah, so I I feel like there's a difference when you're in school and you Mm -hmm. have friends versus like who you actually have friends with. Like, are they your friends or do you sit with them at lunch? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So stuff like that. Um, But Emma like just wants to be friends with everybody, not because she wants to be friends with everybody, but because she wants everybody to be friends with her. And that's just like, it's just very toxic of her. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that leads us to chapter 26. It's the day of the party. She's at the Cole's house. Interestingly, 
Mr. Knightley Knightley's there. Yeah. Oh, look at that. We arrived at the same time. How strange. And he's actually in a carriage instead of walking, which I was like, interesting. Interesting that you did that. I also think it's interesting that uh, Emma's like, uh, who got you this nice piano? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Emma knows that she realistically can't afford it. Right. And so and that she's, you know, and because she can't afford it, she didn't grow up playing it, so she's probably not very good at playing it. So what yeah. does she need a piano forte for in the first place? Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, is that she thinks it had to have been from a secret admirer, not from the people that basically raised her. So right. Emma then goes and says to Frank that she thinks that what happened was Emma, uh, sorry, not Emma, Jane was like romancing uh, her best friend's now husband. Mm-hmm. And that's to why she didn't go to Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. And Frank runs with this. He hears this juicy piece of gossip and he's like, I will tell everyone. Basically. So, yeah, that's kind of the big part of this, like, section. Um, And then we get Harriet, finally, for the first time in, like, four chapters. I was like, girl, where were you? (laughs) Nobody's been keeping Emma in line. (laughs) I know. Well, at least Harriet, like... Even though she doesn't contradict Emma at all, sometimes she'll be like, She makes um, her think about her actions, though. Like, she yeah. doesn't contradict her, but she makes her really consider her actions. Um, and not necessarily that Emma listens to that kind of redirection, but at least somebody's giving her some kind of redirection, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then Frank decides he's going to get up and go and bully Jane about her hair for some reason. He, like, fully goes across the room to, like, talk to her about her hair and how ugly it is. I'm like, dude, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you obsessed with her? Yeah. Because. Because. Just because. Yeah. Hopefully we'll find out why soon. Well, um, and and the other thing to keep in mind is that, like... No, never mind. We'll get to that. We'll get to it. I think that's more in the next chapter. So, okay. moving on. We'll, we'll Frank talk is an about asshole. Yes. Uh, Mrs. Weston says something to Emma about how uh, she thinks Mr. Knightley brought his carriage for Miss Bates and Jane because he knows that she can't, uh, that they can't really afford one. So mm-hmm. that way they could get home nice and safely. Because Which is Ms. very kind. Yeah. Mr. That's a really sweet thing to do. I know he's a great guy. Love this for him. Yeah. Super good guy. Yeah. Super underrated, Emma. Absolutely. Talking talking to you, girl. At you specifically. <laughs> and then Mrs. Weston. And then Mrs. Weston is like, oh, I think he likes Jane. And Emma was like, Oh hell no. <laughs> yeah, she's not okay. Out, she completely flips out. She's like, that is not okay. Mm-hmm. And then he like she just straight up roasts Mrs. Bates. She's like, "Yeah, you She's think he wants so to sit rude there?" To her. I know. He's oh like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, she's like, "Oh, you think he wants to sit there and listen to her all the time roaming his her house his household?" And I was like, "Yo, chill!" Like she did right? nothing to you. And then I'm like she looking. <laughs> oh yeah. And then I was she's gonna like, look for a specific sentence, but now I can't find it. So never mind. Oh, it's okay. 
If you find it, we'll just edit it in. The power of technology. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. You're fine. It's hard on like these platforms to know when to like talk and when not to. You know what I mean? So I always struggle. Well, also, like, you're, as we've discussed before, your chapter numbers are different. So I'm like, I could have sworn it was in this chapter. Yeah. I don't know why our chapters are different. That's really weird. To make things different, difficult for us, right? Truly. Anyways, go ahead. God, if I was a vampire, I would have collected all of the original works so I can have the source material instead of unabridged crap or abridged crap, to be honest. That would be my goal in life. Right. If I come into money, that's what I'm going to do, is I will find the source material of everything and own it. Right. That would be ideal. Truly. Oh, well. Moving on. Moving on. Um, Emma says that she simply will not believe that Mr. Knightley is interested in uh, Jane. And uh, just, yeah, tries to shut down Mrs. Weston as best she can. So then, like, we get to the singing portion of the evening. Frank decides to start singing with Emma. um, And then Jane Fairfax, like, starts singing afterwards. And Frank keeps singing with her. But then, like, Mr. Knightley kind of has to, like, shut everything down. Because Frank is being a dick to Jane. As as he often is. Yeah. But I did find what I was wanting to say. Okay, perfect. Okay, because it's so rude. So this is Jane talking about, like, how Jane Fairfax would just annoy him, and so, like, they couldn't possibly be good for each other. How would he bear to have Miss Bates belonging to him? To have her... To have her haunting the Abbey and thanking him all day long for his great kindness in marrying Jane. So very kind and obliging. But he always had been such a very kind neighbor. And then she pops in with, for shame, Emma. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, for shame, Emma. That is so freaking rude. Oh, my gosh. It's so bad, you guys. It is so bad. bad. So rude. The worst part is her like, oh, so very kind and obliging. Like, just making a complete mockery. Yep. The for shame Emma gets to me. I know. I love it. It's so So good. good. For shame. (laughs) Uh, But then, yes, shortly after that, we see uh, Frank going back to being the wonderful douche nugget that he is. Hmm. And I love that Mr. Knightley is like, all right, I'm done with you. I know. Mr. Knightley, <laughs> top tier king energy in this That moment. will do. That will do. <laughs> Love it. So then we are on to chapter 27. Uh, oh, but can we but can we talk real quick about Frank throwing so much shade the last like three chapters and then he's like, oh, I should go dance with Miss Fairfax. She's such a languid dancer. Mm. I'm yeah. sorry, what? Sir, you've been throwing shade. Why are you suddenly like, let's go dance, girl? Like, <laughs> I know. And then they like leave, and he goes, Oh, I didn't have to like bear dancing with her. Thank God. And I'm like, Yeah, were you not just trying to dance? Like, no one said you had to. Like, what? I, I just like this book could have been called the Hoity Toity Society Assholes, and I would have been fine with it. Same. The second, 
edited version of this title is. <laughs> In parentheses. The alternate, the, the parentheses title, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Frank's just a big dick in this one. For he's, God I mean, he just me. is, like, throughout the whole thing. Like, he's just not a good guy. Yeah. And I just... Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't at all. I have a lot of questions about how we got here. Sorry. About how we got here. Yeah, why We may it? never know. <laughs> yeah, right? I really hope we find okay, out. So Harriet. The return Harriet. of Harriet. Yeah. So Harriet comes over and Emma's like practicing playing because at this point she's like, Jane fucking Fairfax isn't going to be better than me. And she's, she's like, she thinks she's so great with her pianoforte. Yeah. Watch this, Jane. La, la, la. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to practice for an hour a day, every day, and I'm going to be better than Jane freaking Fairfax. Yeah, that's her whole life ambition. Yep. I mean, I get it, though. Someone spent your entire life comparing you to another person. Yeah. I would also probably be like, Jane Fairfax, that name will not be uttered in this household. Yeah, you'll just be like, she thinks she's the bee's knees. Well, I'm the bee's knees. I am the bees of the knees. <laughs> uh, okay, so... <laughs> I love that uh, Emma tells them to go out with the stepmom. It's just like, be gone, okay? Yeah. I am practicing so that I can be better. I mean, be good at the piano. Well, okay. no, so they go out shopping, her and Harriet, and they run yeah. in to Frank and Mr. Uh, Mrs. Weston. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. You're right. I just didn't write that in my notes. My apologies. No, no, no. You're right. I, like, went to the next line and then forgot about actually reading the book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. They go shopping. Yeah, they go shopping because Harriet wants to buy something. And Emma's like, I literally can't let Harriet go alone because she takes like hours to shop and it annoys the shopkeepers. Which, listen, as someone who's undecisive, the only time I'm undecisive in my life is when I'm shopping. And I have to call my siblings and be like, okay, is this cute or is this the ugliest thing you've ever seen on a human being? And they're like, no, I don't understand why you do this every time. And I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> I I see where Harriet's coming from. It is hard to shop alone because I fall into that thing I mean, too. It also is like cathartic for some people. Like some people just enjoy like wandering around and shopping and things like that. Yeah. So I think it, this is another moment where it's like kind of judgy. Yeah. Of of Emma to be like, ugh, she takes forever and she annoys all the shop people. And it's like, okay, you don't know that. Maybe the shop people like to be annoyed because they have bills to pay and so at yeah. least she's buying all their stuff. Like, yeah. You know? Literally. And but then she, like, she doesn't look at it that way. I know. And Harriet's trying to figure out how she's going to get like these stuff shipped because something she needs at Emma's, the other thing she technically doesn't need there. So she's like, I could just have it shipped home. And right. just like trying to figure out, like, oh, can we separate this? And Emma's like, oh, just get it both shipped to my house. And Harriet's like, um, okay, yeah, sure, that's fine, whatever. And I just feel bad for Harriet because it's like, okay, now both of these things being shipped to her house is going to take longer instead of her having the ribbon at her, uh, her house right. and then the other thing delivered because the other thing like is going to need to be shipped in. So I get it. 
Because I also would just be like, oh, okay, sure, fine, whatever, just do that, I guess. Right, but if you can't do that, then who really cares? Yeah. Yeah. Poor Harriet. Harriet deserves better. Harriet deserves a better friend. Yeah. But then they run into Frank and Mrs. Weston. And Mm -hmm. uh, Frank is like, oh yeah, I reminded her that she agreed to go over to uh, um, the Bates house today. And Mrs. Weston's like, I didn't think I did, but he said I did. So here we are going. And then Frank's like, I don't want to go though. So can I join your group? And Mrs. Bates is like, what? It's <laughs> like, uh, sorry, we're full. Pretty yeah. sure we're full. Like positive. Yeah. And then like Emma gets talking. Yeah. And then they end up talking Emma into going. And Emma's like, okay, I guess I'll come, sure. And then we get I think Emma is like it's again, it's Emma doesn't Emma has FOMO. Yeah. Yeah, truly. Then like the next thing is they like meet up with Mrs. Bates and she like nonstop talks for like three pages. And they're just giant paragraphs of text. I'm like, I have no idea what we're even talking about right now, to be honest. Yeah. Which is just, it's fine. It's whatever. She just like, like you said earlier, she monopolizes the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't do it to be mean, at least, which is good. She just kind of does it talk i don't know but then we are on to chapter 27 so apparently frank and jane were left in a room together alone at some point which i didn't really understand what happened here how we like switched i don't know if i missed something which i probably did but suddenly they were left home alone and like Jane is, like, pointedly not looking at Frank with her, like, back stiff, her back to him, playing on the piano. And Frank is, like, fixing spectacles of Mrs. Bates. And I'm just not really sure what happened here. I think it's one of those things where it's, like, Frank likes to get attention to get attention. Yeah. But he doesn't always go about it in the right way. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's just like, well, if I do this, someone will notice me. And it's like, do you want them to notice you for that, though? Yeah. Notice me, senpai. Notice me, please. Yeah. And so, like, just, (laughs) you know, it's super awkward when they walked in. It seems like they walked in on, like, the two of them yelling at each other or something, to be honest. Right. So, uh... Then he, like, starts picking on Jane again immediately. And, uh, luckily, though, to interrupt this entire facade, Mr. (laughs) Knightley happens to walk by on his horse, and Miss Spades is like, oh, I'll go and yell out to him really quick. So she yells out to him, and he's like, oh, hey, what's up? And Miss Spades is like, oh, like, a bunch of your favorite people are here. And he goes, well, I'm on my way to town. And... (laughs) He's like, okay, well, she's like, Jane is here. Emma's here. He's like, maybe I could stop in for two minutes. And then 
She's like, and also, you know, Frank. And he goes, I actually really have to go into town. I don't even think I can spare a single minute. So I got to go. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. My bad. Yeah. And then he like starts paying compliments to Jane for no reason. Like while they're like shout yelling, like yeah. asking how Jane's it's always doing. always the proper way to talk to each other. Yeah. Because also they're like all trying to talk over each other. It's not just that they're like shout yelling. They're all talking over each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, why the fuck is he giving Jane all these compliments though? <laughs> and I just think it's so, her inner monologue is so good in these like last couple chapters we read. <laughs> she's like, what? what is he even doing? What? She's like, she's hard. there's there's times in these chapters that we're discussing today where it's really hard to like her as a protagonist. Yeah, for sure. She she can be very annoying. Yeah. So we are on to chapter one twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> These Roman numerals still struggled. Oh yeah. Sorry, I forgot you were struggling with those before. Yeah, we're on chapter twenty nine. Yeah. Two X's is is twenty one plus one X, so X minus one is nine, so 29. Yeah, it, that, nine- like, I'm to the point now where like I'm just used to doing it, so it makes sense to me, mm-hmm. but I also get that it doesn't make any sense. Like I'm getting used to it more, like now that I've been reading a lot of classic literature, but for right. some reason, four, five, good. I got it figured out. But right. I don't know why, but when I see an X, my brain's like, what, what are we working with here? What is this number? Like, I cannot, for some reason, figure out that it is 10. I don't know why. Like, I'm starting to get a little bit better about it. But the IX, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What number are you? I'm trying to think of, like, a good way to remember that X is 10. And I don't have one. My brain's trying to come up with, like, an X to lint. I know. I can't quite get there. I'll workshop it. It's fine. Listeners, if you can think of anything, please email. Let it can't us know. be excellent because I've already thought of it and it's terrible and I don't like it. So that's better than what I came up with, which was absolutely nothing. I came up with nothing. I mean, I feel like that's better than what I was thinking, anyways. <laughs> I should not have had a thought in my head and it would have been better than excellent. Right. Yeah, I get that. So Frank Anyways. wants to plan a party, but he only wants to invite five couples. And everyone's like, that is absurdly small. You cannot do that. And Frank's like, but those are all the people I want there. But for some reason, he includes Jane, the girl he likes to bully, in that ten couples. And I'm like, why do you want her there if you're just mean to her the whole time? I don't get that. But, like... I don't know. Like we've like we've talked about some of these characters, it's not easy to understand their intentions. Yeah. I'm really hoping we'll like discover what their past was soon. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Um Mr. Woodhouse though does not like Frank. He fully states in this one that he's like, Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of that dude. And Emma's still like but he's not terrible. And I'm like, no, Emma, he is terrible. Please. For the love of God. He's awful. And the worst. Yeah. Please stop. Yeah. 
And so he decided he wants to have this at the Crown Inn. And I think the Crown Inn is honestly supposed to be like a halfway decent place. But the way Emma describes this, you would think it was a motel. Like, (laughs) she's like, it's dusty and dingy and moldy and gross. And the hallways are breezy and drafty. We are not having a dance at the Crown Inn. And I just because again, like these are things that she considers beneath her. Yeah. Right. So, because she's great. She's apparently the best in the epitome of class. This is how I feel like if you told someone that their renter car was a a 2006 (laughs) Honda Civic when their Tesla broke, that's how I feel like this conversation goes. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, gasoline? (laughs) And my Tesla home? My smart How home. dare you? This car can't even connect to Wi-Fi. Why does it not have a backup camera? Where's the I iPad? Also, like, my husband has a, a brand new Jeep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> brand new Jeep. But he got the basic model, so it doesn't have automatic anything. So no mm-hmm. automatic windows, no automatic doors, locks, nothing. And he's constantly like, how is this equally the oldest car and the youngest car? And I'm like, should have paid for those extra little upgrades. The rolled up. You got all the like really cool stickers on your Jeep. Wasn't that fun? (laughs) A Jeep. The Jeep's biggest problem is they're like, yeah, it's the most expensive car, but also here's roll down windows. Best of luck. Yeah. Luck. Remember when you used to have to use your key for everything? We're bringing it back. Nobody asked you to bring it back. Pretty sure. I I like that the idea. They're like, yeah, you can take the doors off, but also we don't believe in keyless entry. (laughs) (laughs) Keyless entry is a really nice way to describe it. So, Yeah. yeah, Emma's like, no, not doing that. Then we're on to chapter 30. Frank was apparently approved to stay in town longer. JK, he's not. He's going back today. Don't know what happened there, but he was like, yeah, I'm approved. Suddenly, I actually have to leave. Bye. Bye. So um, then, like, they're having this this alone conversation, and I was like, oh, my God, I think he would have proposed had we not been cut off. Uh, So she's like, thank God we were cut off. But he was Why like, do you think to- everyone's gonna propose? I don't know. The girls got trauma. Okay. This is like the problem with some of these like older novels is it's like everybody's obsessed with getting married, and I feel like as a society, women have kind of moved past that, mm-hmm. so we have other ambitions now. So it's like one of the only things that I think is like kind of frustrating about some of these older books is just like yeah, but like you could do other things with mm-hmm. your life if you wanted to. Yeah. For sure. But she's like, right. he could have proposed. But she's like, I also still don't want to get married. So she wants to be desirable, but she doesn't actually want to be involved. Low key pick me energy, but it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So then we're on to chapter 31, in which Emma, because she kind of misses Frank, is like, am I in love with him? Please don't be. I, Frank is a douche nugget. All right. Like, just leave him out of it. That and then the she worst. says she's decided that even if he comes back, uh, she's not going to encourage him 
and right i'm like okay but like you still don't know if he even likes you like no one else has cooperated this at all she's the only <laughs> one that thinks you like well and i mean same as uh same as lots of other things that emma has completely fabricated and everybody else is like that doesn't exist and she's like yaha yaha no it doesn't nope. <laughs> And everyone's talking about Mr. Elton's weddings again, wedding again. And Emma's not too happy about this because now she's like, this causes me pain and suffering. So yeah. he's not allowed to be happy. And then we're on to chapter yeah, he 30. He should be allowed to be happy. Yeah. Even though this guy's kind of like weird and gives me weird energy. Like, why can't he just be married and not be focused on you anymore? Right. Because the world revolves around our girl. Yeah. Just don't tell anybody else. <laughs> Truly, though. So, chapter 32. She is, like, trying... She's basically reliving this Mr. Ellen mess a bit. And she's, like... A little bit. <laughs> every time she walks in, she goes, Oh, my God, this is the room where he said that he loved me. This is weird. And this is the room where I drew that painting of Harriet. This is weird. I'm like, yeah, girl, this is your house. <laughs> there's what? gonna be memories everywhere literally like you also probably grew up in this room so i'm not really sure why this is like stained now stained <laughs> all you need is a little bleach in this place to look good as new okay don't worry about it no, we, must, we must redo the whole room we gotta feng shui this out just switch some of the chairs you'll be fine <laughs> so Harriet, like, kind of talks all nice about Augusta Elton. Um, and Emma was, like, just talking mad trash in her head about her. And Harriet's oh, like... Because she, Emma is always talking trash. Yeah. It's so good. Always talking trash. It is so funny, though, because it's like... Emma will be like, this is the, like, worst person I've ever met, ever. And then um, she'll, like, say that in her head. And then... Uh, Harriet will be like, oh, she's not that terrible. And Emma will be like, yeah, actually, she's not that bad. Like, out loud. Right. But so, is she that yeah. bad? Maybe a little bit. I don't Maybe know. a little bit. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> but Okay, so then Elton's wife keeps showing up to, like, Emma's house and just, like, mm -hmm. steamrolling the conversation for some reason. And, like, trying to make Emma her best yeah, friend. Yeah, it's one of those people that, like, can't handle silences. And so they're constantly, like, just talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then she, like, does a lot of, like, oh, aren't we, like, the besties ever? Like, coolest people alive? And Emma's like, I just met you, like, five minutes ago. What are you even talking about right now? Nothing. <laughs> and then they finally leave. And Emma's like, yeah, I hate this bitch. <laughs> And Mr. Woodhouse is like, um, she seemed fine, I guess. Because, <laughs> like, they have issues and they don't discuss their issues. And some people, like, talk smack. Like we talked mm -hmm. about earlier, some people are talking smack and some people are like, yeah, let's get in on it. And then some people are like, yeah, no, I don't like tea. Bye. Literally. And then we are on to chapter 32. Uh... 
Mr. Miss, sorry, Mrs. Elton just suddenly becomes cold and distant with Emma when she starts becoming friends with Jane. And I'm like, what do you know? What, what do you do know? You know? <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? Well, because it's, it's like one of two things. Either Jane has said something about Emma or Jane revealed to Mrs. Elton what happened with um, Frank and that Frank and Emma are best friends. So those are um, my two options. I mean, you're not wrong, but you're not right. We'll find out soon, I guess. Yeah, I'm not giving anything away. You're a new, you're new to this story. I'm not ruining it for you. Third option, actually, just throw it out Word. there, is that she found out that Mr. Elton proposed to Emma like three days before he married her. Right, which would be a little frustrating. Yeah, and I would not blame her. Yeah, I'd be like, this dude was literally talking to me, and we just got married, and you're telling me that, like, he proposed. He was obsessed with you. Yeah, I'd also be like, yeah, I don't know about that. Like, kind of weird. I mean, it is weird. Yeah, like I. It's weird. I'd be pretty peeved if I was Augusta, to be honest. So Jane Fairfax has once again been invited to Ireland. She has once again declined. And Emma's like, hmm, seems suspicious. And then she also, it's like, decides to get it out in the open with Mr. Knightley. And it's like, so do you have a crush on Jane? And Mr. Knightley's like, uh, one, I think she would decline me if I asked. And two, I'm never going to ask. So... There you have it. Which is really sad. Yeah. The way he says that is, I'm not going to ask because she can't tell me no if I don't ask. Yeah. And that, like, that makes me really sad. I know. And, like, for some reason, to Emma, that's all the answer she needs. But I'm like, does that mean he likes her or doesn't it? Because that's not an answer. It's not an answer. It's not a good enough answer that that it leads anywhere. Yeah. And it's not good enough for her because she doesn't get any information out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to feel. But those are our chapters. I'm really you into this book. To... I'm so glad that you like it. So good. There's so much gossip and so much tea. So much shade <laughs> being thrown. <sighs> so good. That's funny. Well, thank you for having me. I always love yeah. being here. Thank you for coming. Where can all the people on the internet find you uh, between our episodes? So you can find me everywhere at Bethany Finger Author, and you can find the Prince Kai Fan Pod everywhere at Prince Kai Fan Pod. Yeah, and we'll catch you guys next week where um, maybe I roast more Frank. I don't know if he's coming back or what's happening there, but I look forward to talking about it. So we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish podcast. If you want to find me, I am at Barely Bookish on literally everything. I am available wherever. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, technically Facebook, but basically it's just Instagram times two, uh, Twitter, and all that good fun stuff. 
I'm also over on Twitch, so if you like writing sprints, I try and do those pretty often, so check that out. Um, but yeah, we were going to be continuing talking about Emma this week, so or next week, so keep on listening and keep on reading for more Emma. And yeah, I will catch you all next week in the very next episode. Our logo is designed by my little sibling, Sarah. Our theme song is by Raphael Crux, and I'll catch you all later. Bye!